Are you still looking for that one iodine that you can really trust? A medical doctor-endorsed product that is backed by honest research and true integrative science. Then search no further. Go to Nutramedical.com for Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutriodine, proven time and time again to be the very best iodine available for you. Nutriodine is the only Tesla-activated monatomic plasma iodine in the world. It optimizes mitochondrial function and generation of new mitochondria from totally neutralizing the venom from a desert recluse spider bite in Southern California to eliminating malaria parasites reported by medical missionaries in Central India. Dr. Bill's Nutriodine is simply the most powerful healing formula there is. Nutriodine clears the body of all known pathogens, restores it to an alkaline state, and even promotes stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's Nutriodine today at 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Welcome back to the Nutramedical Report, and we have Sean here from SEMF. And, Sean, we're going to rebuild some new links to make it a little easier for people to find the websites when we go to SEMF, either for the EMF protective clothing and some of the other services to generate the whole uh, website, as well as we have sublinks to specific things like the testing kit, uh, the blocking materials for blocking electromagnetic radiation. The average person doesn't realize just how much they're damaging themselves. Uh, I've talked to people that have tinnitus, and they have these wireless headphone things and they don't have any wires hanging on us and they have little, two little things popping out of their ears. So I'm thinking, do you not realize if you've got tinnitus that it doesn't just come from the middle ear, it comes from the temporal lobe of the brain where the tinnitus might be generated because you've got oxidative stress occurring there? Or if you have a, an ear jack and it doesn't have a little air uh, tube connecting it, you're actually running electricity and ELF directly into your brain. Or if you have a cell phone you're sticking it at the side of your head, you can do a digital thermogram and show the changes in the brain, blood-brain barrier and the thermographic changes in the brain within 30 seconds to two minutes if you're talking on the cell phone. I mean, it's people should start taking it seriously that Wi-Fi networks, cell phones, smart meters, etc., are bad for us, aren't they? Very bad for us, in fact. Right, and I'm presenting a lecture in six weeks in Las Vegas. It's not open to the public, but I will be making a video afterwards. And it's uh, called The Song of DNA, and it explains how quantum physics is applied to biological systems. There's a, there's a crosstalk between your telomeres, a little antenna at the end of your chromosomes, and your cell membrane. And if you interfere with the crosstalk, you screw up the, uh, the epigenetic activation and deactivation of genes. This is really dangerous. People don't understand just how crazy this is. This is a biological experiment, and we're 325 million guinea pigs here, but it's around the world. Cell phones, electromagnetic pollution, all kinds of stuff is really frying our ability to communicate between our cells and our cell membranes and our DNA. Crazy stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and, and people don't get it. Seriously, I talked to a physicist when I spoke about uh, 11 years ago in the uh, old, you know, Watergate Hotel uh, with the Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine, <clears throat> a lecture called The Good, Bad, and the Ugly. And I talked about depleted uranium, I talked about fluoride, and I talked about electropollution. 
And I had this physicist came up smirking and smiling and said, well, why do you think that non-ionizing radiation is toxic to brain cells? I said, have you ever heard of a thing called micronuclei? And of course he hadn't. And I said, you know, you're obviously a classically trained physicist. You don't understand how scalar radiation can break DNA, how it can interfere with cellular communication, it can create free radicals, and it can actually cause damage so you get micronuclei or shattered DNA in the extracellular space, which is the sine qua non to determine if radiation has occurred. In fact, after Chernobyl, the best method indirectly is to do a punch biopsy of someone's skin or solid organ like their bronchi and put it under electron microscopy and look for the evidence of micronuclei or to look for oxidative markers such as 8-hydroxy, 2-prime deoxy, guanosine, and T-bars, oxidized fatty acids, or to break down the blood-brain barrier, which is, occurs very quickly with exposure to electrotoxins. People, and after I finished, his wife was an environmental doctor from Ontario, Canada, and she was smirking and laughing so hard at the end of my discussion as they tore apart her so-called PhD physicist husband, she couldn't contain herself. And I, I'm going to tell you people out there, there's no such thing as a stupid question. So don't be afraid of Dr. Deagle. There's three rules to calling into the show, and the number is 877-317-6432. Don't go on a rabbit trail or just talk about something we're not talking about. Number two, make your question less than ten words. A question or statement, not multiple questions or statements. And don't try to, number three, don't try to, to filibuster the show by taking it over and going off on a, on a tangent. It's not going to occur on my watch. Now, the fact is, if someone makes a stupid or dangerous statement, including if they're co-hosts, I'm going to do an intellectual vivisection on air. It's going to get ugly. I burn through co-hosts like crazy because if someone does something bad or stupid, I take them apart. Now, this is really important people understand this. That's why I have companies for years like LessEMF because one of the few that supplies technology to measure the toxic danger of radiation, ultraviolet light, etc., and to protect you from these things because people are not getting protection from the government. They regulate a tiny number of things. They don't properly regulate, for example, just recently came out in Europe and it's been uh, agreed upon that cell phones are toxic to your brain tissue and to cause cancer. People know this now, don't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So let's go over some of the packages we have. Of course, we, we're going to rework some of these links to make it easier for people. If you go on to diagnostics and therapeutics, you're going to see less EMF. You're going to see the, the testing kits. You're going to see the, the clothing materials. Right now, you have to take the hyperlink and kind of put it up in your browser and then open it that way. Uh, we're going to put it in text so it makes it easier to kind of just comfortably go there and go click, click, and it takes you off-site to less EMF until they'll track the orders that came from us. But people should start understanding that if you don't get informed from programs like this and get material from less EMF, you're not going to be safe. Uh, there's lots of schools in Europe and elsewhere that have banned Wi-Fi because they actually interfere with the third stage of learning, which is microtubules. Did you know that? There's three stages to learning. If you learn, number one, you have to create a facilitated harmonic resonant network of activated neurons. Number two, you have to create facilitation of pathways, including new dendritic connections and facilitated myelinated pathways. And number three, you have to create microtubules, which is a non-local storage of the memory. What people don't understand is these stages are all interfered with by electrotoxins. Then we talk about things like cardiac arrhythmias, anxiety. Part of the reason why so many people are addicted to narcotics now and pain is because electrotoxins cause stress in the body. And the best way to describe stress is not only sleep deprivation, it's pain. Uh, chronic electrotoxins cause pain, whether it's myofascial or sleep deprivation or insomnia or whatever. It's tied directly to electrotoxins, isn't it? 
right? Yeah. So, Sean, let's go over some of these packages. We have clothing uh, options that are available, and there are so many different options. I said, look, just guess, uh, give us a link to the clothing options subsection because there's so many options, whether you have a, a hoodie or a jacket or all kinds of things you can wear. A lot of people don't realize if you can't sleep at night, you have several options. Number one, don't have a smart meter on your home. Do have blocking materials. If you have an apartment, we have one of those banks of the smart meters. Put maybe something like clothing material over your head at night so you don't get electrotoxins or switch off your Wi-Fi network because if it's cooking your pineal gland in the waking areas of your reticular activating system, you're not going to sleep. And if you're stressed, you're, if your glands are overstressed, even when we give you sleeping medications, now Calm Mind and Brain Mega work, but a lot of people, when they take melatonin, if you're not blocking the electrotoxins, it doesn't put you to sleep. You have to take a ton of it to put you to sleep when your body's overstressed. So let's go through some of the kits. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, so the home survey kit, number one, you got to see what's there. Right. And, and of course, uh, I've just started to put in uh, light-emitting diode uh, lights to save on the power bill. But if you don't have the stetsurizers plugged into your walls to take the low-frequency electropollution, you're going to have a lot more electropollution in your home. So you've got to go around with a Stetzer meter to test which circuits are now going to start pumping out electrotoxins. Now, there is a small electromagnetic field. I talked to Emil the other day uh, around the light, but it only goes out about a foot or so. So if, it's, you know, if your ceiling is 10 feet above you, that's not a problem. The problem is the dirty electricity pumped back into the circuits from the step-down transformer in every light, isn't it? That's right. And, you know, it's not just the LEDs. It's everything that you're plugging in. Anything that's got these transformers, anything that's got a rectifier in it, that's every right. piece of electronics you're using. Yeah, in other words, your, your laptop computer, your step-down transformer for this or that, just making DC current, etc. Every single one of these generates to- electrotoxins, doesn't it? That's right. And it's all being pumped right back into your wires, so it's going through your whole home. Right. Uh, what I'm amazed at is I've had various doctors that are actually experts in environmental medicine who researched this for four decades, including Dr. Ole Johansson and a doctor here, Sam Millam, up in Northern California. And yeah. you can trace back even the onset and the explosion of diabetes, obesity, and other health conditions like ADD directly with the presentation of electricity 100 years ago. So the the dawn of electricity, and then now and since the mid-'90s, the dawn of what we call, we call switching mode power supplies and other things, has directly massively increased the amount of electrotoxins in the environment. So go to Diagnostics and Therapeutics Center shop and you'll find direct links to all these different packages. We're going to make them even easier to, to get access to. But you better take care of the electrotoxins in your environment because it's, as they say, you're a frog in the beaker, but it's an electromagnetic beaker. <laughs> Back in a moment. And uh, one of the things that I've uh, discovered in my uh, analysis and calculations, the first lecture I did, by the way, uh, back in 1981, was called Phonon Maser Cytogenetics. Now, phonons are coherent sounds, just like coherent light in a laser. And phonons are the uh, communication, primary communication between cells and tissues and all living things, viruses, bacteria, whatever, phonons. They also have parallel to that energetics in the infrared light spectra range, far near infrared spectra, as well as 
frequency spectra of the vibrational energetics uh, in the direct current range of a of a frequency that only tells you the bonding pattern of the molecules in the, in the substance. That basically talks back and forth to the DNA to tell you how much messenger RNA to transcribe to make structural proteins and enzymes. So the way that the genes are regulated actually is a crosstalk that's energetic between the cell membrane and the DNA through exosomes and these other mechanisms that are scalar or radiation. That means that in our modern world, which is just the last 800 years, we are experimenting with scalar radiations that never existed in all life forms on the planet and the Earth in billions of years. The only time electrotoxins would happen would maybe after a lightning storm would be the, some induced radiation, and it was very, very temporary and it didn't last. And it was uh, not the kind of scalar radiation. Even in, until the mid-90s, most of the radiation created what's called a white noise effect. We would cancel each other out. Now we have let's say, smart meters and Wi-Fi networks that are chirping like a billion birds chirping over, say, hundreds of square miles in the same frequency and cadence. It's like people walking over a bridge in Scotland 200 years ago and they discovered if the soldiers walked in the cadence over the bridge in step, they'd tear the rivets of the bridge apart. Well, the same thing happens. The rivets of your brain, your cell membranes, the tight junctions get ripped apart by what's called giant waves in terms of the scalar radiation hitting your brains and your cell membranes and your telomeres and the end of your chromosomes. This is really scary stuff. And I don't think people have any idea that when you add this to mineral depletion, uh, energetically toxic food like MSG, uh, Adventame, Aspartame, Splenda, etc., when you add it to other types of toxins in the environment, including toxic heavy metal vaccines and the spread of depleted uranium, which is over 33 U.S. states, uh, and you have uranium and other radiotoxins coming in from Fukushima Daiichi. The combination is catastrophic for life forms. It's an extinction-level event. And by itself, it's really bad. But when you add it to everything else, it's catastrophically much worse. Now, you also have radiation detection for ultraviolet light. And because the ozone layer is weakening, and there's three things that are necessary for making ozone, you need a magnetic flux field. And the magnetic flux field of the Earth has dropped 30-fold since the Babylonian times, 30-fold weaker than the Babylonian times 3,000 years ago. We also need higher levels of oxygen in the upper atmosphere, and because you don't have enough oxygen, the ground-level oxygen at sea level has dropped from 21 to 19%, because we're killing the benthic layer of the oceans that convert carbon dioxide back to oxygen. It's not SUVs that are killing us, it's we're killing the benthic layer of phytoplankton that make 80% of the oxygen in the upper 10 meters of the ocean. And as we do these things, including electrotoxins, the expression of your DNA of all living things is being hampered. The ability to mineralize your cells and turn in your chromosomes is being hampered. So you need to understand that as you take these things, just like people notice, hey, the power's off. I'm so calm. Dear, all we can read is a book, but boy, I feel so calm. And people notice this. They notice the calming effect of the power going out. You probably have heard that too and had experienced it yourself, right, Sean? Oh, yeah, Definitely. People say, why do I feel so calm, dear? There's no television, there's no Wi-Fi, there's no cell phone, there's no electricity. And I feel so calm, it's like we're on vacation. I guess you're on electro-vacation, I call it. What do you think of that, electro-vacation? That's good. You're no longer being electrified. <laughs> so, uh, check it out. Go to the uh, Diagnostics and Therapeutics, check out all these links. In fact, if I go there right now and just give you kind of like a, a, a little tour of some of the things over the Diagnostics and Therapeutics section. If you go to shop and you go down to Diagnostics and Therapeutics, you'll see them all, a whole bunch of things over there. And you'll see a list of things. You'll see, for example, 
jurisdictionary how to win in court. You'll see the hydrogen anion whole body detox system. You'll see also a thing called electrosmog, the less EMF electrosmog link. Now that link right now, <clears throat> the way it's set up, it kind of looks funky because at the bottom you're going to see a very fancy description, which is, you know, uh, you know, less than ARAF, <laughs> all this other stuff. And you can take that link and go directly over for shielded clothing, right? We're going to put some text in there to make it easier. So you just hit the shielded clothing link and it'll take you there. Uh, we want people to also understand there's other uh, links there for different uh, less EMF products and, and special kits. Some of them will bring you directly over to less EMF. Like the next one beside it is less EMF affiliated homepage. That's the main page back to less EMF. And the one you mentioned, on Sean, on the break was these canopies over people's over, over their bed. It's so popular. In fact, you're actually are backordered on it. And, uh, That's right. Uh, how, how much do they cost, and how can people get them? Because a lot of people don't realize if they're in an apartment, they're getting Wi-Fi even through their floor, so they need a mat below their bed. These canopies literally will protect them from radio frequency as well as electrotoxins from, say, Wi-Fi networks. And if you you know you turn on your computer, even though I'm in a rural area of Vista, California, it's amazing how many neighbors within 500 yards have got dang Wi-Fi. And a lot of them will walk away from their home a half a mile or so, and the damn Wi-Fi is still working because it's got that much reach. It doesn't need that reach, but it does. And I've heard stories of people walking, you know, a long distance from their home, and they've thought they had their mobile phone when actually they had their their local phone that was actually connected to the Internet in their home, and their Wi-Fi was going that far. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know why they make those devices so that they'll go a city block. That seems excessive. It is, but also... People don't understand that when the smart meters communicate, they do what's called swarm data transfer. A swarm basically means it doesn't go directly back to the main station. It goes to your next neighbor's home and the next home, next home. So that's why instead of it hitting your home four times a day to get electrical data from your power usage, it's doing it every four to ten seconds. It's because it's swarming that data from one home to the other. It also, once they actually switch it on to be bidirectional, it can switch off your appliances. Every appliance is in the Western world now has for the last 10 years had chips in them to monitor the usage and actually turn them off remotely. So they can turn off everything from your hair dryer to your washing machine in the future. They haven't done it yet, but when the data, the data and the amount of data transfer and the amount of electrotoxins will go up dramatically. And if you have a one of these kind of induction cooktops, uh, when I talked to uh, Neil, this is a few years ago, before we got rid of the dang thing, they're expensive as hell. In Europe, they're real popular. But it doesn't. They don't make the hot of the oven hot with gas or electricity. They actually inductively heat the element inside the pan or pot, which means you got these really expensive pans or pots. And the darn thing is on even when it's, the power's turned off. I walked into the room with my Gigahertz solutions, and I couldn't believe how fast when I turned on the audio. It was screaming at me saying, "You're being fried, Deagle. You are being fried. Have a nice day." <laughs> I couldn't say that, but it, I thought of that in my mind. I got a weird imagination. I'm thinking, "Dang it! <laughs> what do you think of that?" Yeah, I mean, in, even just the term induction means yeah. radiation. Everything that, that that does, the entire premise on how it works is based on radiating that pan. So if you're standing there, you're getting radiated just as much. Yeah, and the, and the companies that do this, I had all Dr. Olio Hansen on about two years ago. I've got to get him back on the program to get an update. But I've been talking to him for years. And he started 45 years ago in Sweden. The new director of the Karolinska, which is the largest medical institution in the world, in Stockholm, Sweden, has tried to persecute him and he actually take his office space away, even though they proved all of the initial stuff in electrotoxins. And, you know, cathode ray tube monitors and all the other stuff that's been around for years. So, go to our links under Diagnostics and Therapeutics. 
look at all these testing materials and blocking materials like smart meter shielding kits, etc., uh, you'll be amazed. If you have questions, drop a line to me or we'll get you the connection directly to talk to uh, Sean over at Leslie IMF and he'll give you more info. Does the current We have the Neutronine Chemist here, Tony. Now, Tony, uh, what you do is you take a reagent-grade uh, diatomic iodine, which a lot of other people say they get, but you have actually a reagent-grade that doesn't have heavy metals or other toxins. Many of the other companies out there that are producing literally iodine, by the way, do not have detoxified iodine. They have other things that are garbage in the iodine compounds. And number two, they do not make what we call our, not only reagent-grade iodine, but break apart those bonds with a high-energy field. None of them do that. And Edgar Casey talked about this. So, it was apparently an Indian uh, chemist back after the around the time of World War II that that basically claimed that he had made a uh, a generator, a field generator that could generate what's called the Edgar Casey iodine, and he claimed to have some effects. Of course, iodine by itself is helpful, but uh, you know you don't advance beyond Lugol's iodine invented 200 and some years ago by a Frenchman unless you actually put it through a energizing field to break the bond. So you've got nascent uh, not only nascent, we call uh, monoatomic Tesla-activated uh, iodine, which is higher energetic field strength than even fluoride, chloride, and bromide. And it's this field strength that allows you to not only generate new mitochondria and change the redox potential of cells, but kill all known mm -hmm. pathogens because they can't withstand uh, a monoatomic iodine. Uh, monoatomic iodine kills all known pathogens, changes the redox potential, and raises the electron density in the cytochromes of all mitochondria. So it has some amazing properties that are not like anybody else's iodine. In fact, if you take um, potassium iodate, you can actually, within 10 days, start causing neuropathy and even eye ground changes. So you don't want to do that. In fact, when the Fukushima Daiichi happened, the federal government had to step in and stop online sales of uh, potassium iodate pills. <clears throat> so a lot of people think they're equivalent and there's a bunch of other Yahoo companies out there that try to say they're producing a uh, Tesla activated monoatomic iodine and they don't they use other terms, they'll call it nascent, they'll call it this, they'll call it that it's not the same, is it? No, definitely not Now, the actual field, and I've talked to John here, your senior guy there that worked as a contract mm -hmm. engineer for NASA when he developed this technology he was actually going back to the Edgar Casey books and he actually figured out, oh I have to put it through a very powerful field, and actually when you're doing this process, you're generating a field that's so strong, it's actually kind of dangerous, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a danger of even right. explosions, so people have to understand you're not dealing with something that's really easy to do, and you're trying to create nice, clean fields that are strong enough that actually breaks the monatomic, the diatomic bonds, so that if you do a spectral analysis on the iodine, it doesn't have the same spectra as anybody else's iodine, does it? It's not, actually. Now, there's three things that iodine does when it's in its proper state. Now, all mitochondria of all eukaryotic organisms requires iodine. And we have a, a what we call a mitochondrial apocalypse happening. Basically, all the toxic pollution in the world, whether it's electrotoxins, radiotoxins, toxic chemicals, or even pathogens, are actually uh, draining cells of electrons. And if your cytochromes are drained electrons, you go into anaerobic metabolism. So... What monatomic iodine does, it makes new mitochondria, it raises the energy production of the cell, and it causes the cell to that communicate much more energetically between the DNA and the cell membrane. 
It also kills off all stealth pathogens, and virtually every disease has a stealth pathogen involved. I just had a consult just before the show, and let me see if I can pull up that uh, that consultation because it's quite. You know, I won't get into all the details, but basically, he had a a very bad. Uh, dysbiosis of his gut with horrifying symptoms and he went through all the conventional doctors and they completely failed him. Now first off, if you want to knock out dysbiotic bacteria, you need Neutrodine 15 to 20 drops three times a day in water. You want to add antipathogenics such as Neutrimune 26Y, Allison Med, Neutrosilver, and then you can add the immunoglobulins and transfer factors for your immune system like Neutrimune 26Y and my special formula that I put together called Neutrodefense. has the most powerful antioxidant in the world which is the polyphenon and hydrous catechin and hydrous polyphenon as well as the ability to block the receptor binding domain for all viruses and a disruption of all viral capsids with lauric acid and niacin. So it's really important to understand that Neutrodine is extremely unique. In fact, it's our number one product in Neutromedical because it has so many properties. It can reverse uh, things like dementia, uh, calcified plaque in your arteries, it can reverse a lot of the effects of aging, it can reverse mitochondrial dysfunction with fibromyalgic pain, it kills and gets rid of the viruses, so you do a viral load on say hepatitis B, C, or even AIDS, and you'll see a viral load drop to zero within a month to six weeks. It's just amazing how many things it can do. And the dosage is not that high. We're talking about teeny dosages, so you know, you got a serious infection in an adult, 150 pounds, just 15 drops and 20 drops, three times a day. Uh, and you can apply it to the skin, like if you have tinea versicolor, which I had a consult from a gentleman, I think, over in Europe. And I said, look, apply the Neutrodine to the skin three times a day, and it'll just disappear. His conventional doctors, if they wanted to give an antifungal for this, would give him probably something extremely toxic, and there's no toxicity with Neutrodine, is there? There's not. And how does, how does I actually have a question for you. How does the Neutrodine um, decipher between your native microbiota and self-pathogens? Because pathogens always uh, are affected negatively by cation redox. All pathogens operate at a low redox rate. Okay. All pathogens work in an anaerobic uh, state. So <clears throat> if you look at a pathogenic organism, uh, and there's no positive viruses. In fact, a lot of people don't realize if I do viral antibody titers or do a, a polymerase chain reaction test to see if you, what viruses you have actively in your tissues, you can see that um, virtually every major disease and minor disease has a stealth pathogen present. For example, if you've got mycoplasma fermentans hominis, it's tied directly, especially if you have HLA-B27 to causing rheumatoid arthritis. If you've got a um, spirochete, um, it's tied directly, and there's 34 different spirochetes that can trigger multiple sclerosis. Uh, if you have uh, certain things like there's always a dysbiosis in people that have diabetes and obesity. They don't have normal bowel bacteria. They often have leaky gut syndrome. They often have gluten sensitivity. Uh, and that's why we have glutenase and gluten immune, actually, because gluten sensitivity is like a, a, a missile. In fact, I just have an article I'm going to post up that gluten sensitivity may be tied to so much inflammation of the brain that even stopping all gluten may actually reverse even inflammation like uh, Parkinson's disease and ALS. But Neutrodine helps reverse that because when you raise the electron density in the cytochromes, tissues become alkaline. And an alkaline tissue has high levels of ATP and NADH. They have low levels of pathogens. There's clean communication and high, we call, signal-to-noise ratio between your telomeres and the cell membrane. So the disease state can't exist. So that's why if you use high-dose uh, Power-C and high-dose Neutrodine, you basically put the cells in the high redox state so they just... They won't support illness. Illness requires hypoxia, acidosis, and free radicals. And, so dis- and dysfunctional mitochondria. So if your mitochondria are, are dragging their butts, 
you're going to get sick. In fact, the best sigma quanon measure, if you look at a diabetic who's do a punch biopsy of their skin or a deep organ like their gut wall, and you put it under an electron microscope, and you'll see very scrapey looking and not very healthy looking mitochondria. So your mitochondria are totally dependent on neutrodine. Now, if you don't get rid of old mitochondria, it's called mitophagy. It's the, the best single measure on electron microscopy of diabetes and aging. And if your cells aren't getting rid of old damaged cells, it's called apoptosis. That's why the gene that allows you to live long is called the FOXO2 gene. I just happen to have it in my genome. So I have very old relatives. And if you have relatives that live into their 90s or around 100, they almost always have the FOXO2 gene, which they have high ratios of apoptosis. The highest apoptosis time in your life is actually in fetal life. So in a sense, people with FOXO2 are more like a fetus. They actually get rid of old damaged cells, tissues, and mitochondria. And Neutrodyne helps speed that process up. So when I have my drink, which I have sitting beside me here, I take a whole pile of Neutrodyne. I put about 40 or 50 drops in there uh, and sip during it during the day. That makes a huge difference in my health. Huge. So the Neutrodyne actually increases the, uh, the way um, your body does apoptosis? Right, and also increases energetics. So it helps you get rid of old damaged mitochondria and old damaged cells. It helps raise, get rid of pathogens. It helps to have cleaner communication between your cells because it raises your energetic level. Alkaline tissues don't have uh, abnormal gene transcription. Cancer, for example, is always in anaerobic state. So all cancer cells are in an anaerobic state. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? That is. Hey, so with iodine supplementation, uh, Neutrodine, um, does it, does it reduce gluten receptors, and so that would help type 2 diabetes? Uh, well, it's not just the gluten. Gluten is one factor that causes inflammation. Uh, basically, all inflammation, all free radicals are tied directly to uh, low levels, uh, high levels of free radicals, high levels of cytokine levels, and uh, low levels of oxygen, what's called oxidative, you know, normal oxidative uh, phosphorylation, and uh, ATP and NADH levels are low. So when you raise those levels and raise the oxygen concentration, raise the redox, that's why you can amplify it with things like mild hyperbarics and pulse light therapy like lumen, and we call morphogenetic field therapy with my little machine from Let's See IMF. Back in a moment, your questions, 877-317-6432. the Nutramedical Report. So, um, Tony, what we're looking at is that uh, the structure of matter, uh, it can be in different forms. Okay, most people don't realize you've got solids, liquid, gases, and you have what's called a plasma state. So it's a fourth state of matter. When things are in a plasma state, they can be in higher energetic states, so they're not typically, say, in a uh, covalent or non-covalent bonding. There's either covalent or non-covalent bonding. And naturally, iodine and all halides tend to be what's called double bonded, which means there's two iodine molecules in their lower energy state. When you break that with higher energy, you end up with a monoatomic form that's a higher energy state, even though it's fluoride, chloride, and bromide. Now, a lot of people aren't aware of this, but when you drink fluoridated water, chlorinated, let's say, chloramines, they displace iodine off of your thyroid molecule, and you actually have iodine, like T3, you have triiodofluoranine. 
And that means it's going to non-competitively bind to the peristogaly of the mitochondria and it's going to interfere with normal oxidative metabolism generating ATP and NADH. People aren't aware of this, that when they get a test done by their doctor, the doctor in the lab never tests to see if there's other halides involved in their thyroid hormone. Do they? They don't look at the receptor binding pattern, whether it's non-competitive or actually sticking on the receptor so it interferes with normal oxidative metabolism, are they? And they don't do a redox test to actually see what the electron density of their tissues are or their generation of ATP in their cells and tissues. So, and the other thing is that I, I told doctors this over 30 years ago, don't make cytomel, which is a slow-release form of T3. You must understand that thyroid is converted by your autonomic nervous system by control of norepinephrine and dopamine and the balance between your, your sympathetic and parasympathetic. If you're in sympathetic dominance, you're going to increase the conversion of T4 to T3 through 5' diiodinase, and you require 7 minerals for that. You need monatomic iodine, you need selenium, and you need 5 other minerals. If you don't have those 7 minerals, you cannot diiodinate iodine. You can also use forscolin, which is coleus forscolia to increase that ratio. But diiodination is under the control of the autonomic nervous system, so each body compartment, including your brain or internal organs, is separate. Your muscles are separate from your internal organs, separate from, say, your liver and your kidneys. And people don't know this. The doctors think you just kind of throw it in like a hopper, and you're just going to get a conversion. And so a lot of people don't realize some tissues can be functionally hypothyroid. For example, your obese tissues, your fat tissues, if you do a thermogram, can be 20 or 30 degrees lower than your core body temperature. That means those tissues are basically in a hypometabolic state. So if you're obese, those fat cells are just sucking in calories, and they're in a state of suspended animation. And you can't lose weight unless you get your metabolism back. That's why the average person is obese. Their core metabolic rate is 25 to 40% below normal for someone of the same age, sex, and height. Isn't that weird? So if you don't correct their what's called hypometabolic state, you're never going to correct their obesity. You're going to maybe make them slimmer by cutting it off or sucking it off. But their hypometabolic state, if they keep eating the same calories as someone of their same age and sex, they're going to get fat again or they're going to turn diabetic or become hypertensive. Because hypertension, diabetes, and all those other conditions, degenerative conditions, including cancer, are directly linked to the hypometabolic state related to low thyroid and low mitochondrial function. Interesting, hey? So the mitochondria have a lot to do with almost every disease. Interesting, hey? That is, hey, Douglas, so say, what, what if you get an a atomic chloride free radical? How does that, is that, how does that relate to uh, an iron? Well, what happens is that basically there it's called nucleophilic. Uh, the most nucleophilic halide is fluoride, then it's chloride, and then bromide. And iodine is actually the, uh, one of the least nucleophilic halides. It's, uh, iodine is slightly above bromide, but chloride and fluoride are more powerful. So if you chlorinate or fluorinate water, either chloramines or fluoramines, which are even more toxic because they have a higher attractivity to the halide, to the amide groups of amino acids, they uh, basically will attached to the uh, thyroglobulin molecule and they displace iodine. So how many doctors are aware that you can, they're not measuring uh, TIFL? <laughs> you know, T3FL. They're not measuring T3CL, are they? They're not measuring to realize that maybe that person, because they're drinking chlorinated, fluorinated water or the toxins in the environment, they've got displaced halides actually presenting themselves as if they're thyroid hormone and they're not. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And so not, yeah, and so their bodies can actually be producing a different hormone than what's normal from those chlorinating chlorinating. And it has different chemical properties when it attaches to the uh, T3 receptor. The T3 right. molecule is 4,000 times more avidly attached to the mitochondrial cut than T4. 
E3 has a half-life of five and a half minutes before it's converted to T2 and reverse T2. If you ask the average doctor and chronologist, they do not know this. They're completely blind to it. The fact is T4, which is uh, you know the base molecule for thyroid, has a half-life of three, 37 and a half hours. So your body dumps in T4 and it's sitting in the organs and your autonomic nervous system decides to convert it. Now, if you take adequate levels of T3 and the minerals like our vitamin mineral max, minerals plus, and selenium cruciferate, etc., and monatomic iodine, and you take our mitothyroid, because if your thyroid is going, you're also going to stress your adrenals. So, for example, if you measure cortisol levels in someone that has hypothyroidism, which is whether it's type 1, which is antithyroglobulin, antimicrosomal, or burnt out Graves' disease long after the disease is burnt out, or type 2, which is 100 times more frequent. And most people with hypothyroidism type 2 have hypertension, diabetes, and obesity. I call it diobesity. Everybody who's obese has hypometabolism. Everybody. So if you're obese, your fat cells are basically saying, I want more insulin, and they usually have 2, 4, 5, 10 times as much insulin, and they're slapping away calories in their fat storage, and when the fat cell gets a certain size, it divides and gets bigger, bigger population number. Everybody with obesity, everybody with insulin resistance has thyroid and mitochondrial dysfunction. Everybody. There's no, everybody with cancer, with autoimmune disease, with infection like bronchitis or pneumonia or sinusitis in their bone, every single person has a mitochondrial dysfunction. Everybody. So this is not a minor thing. This is the basic principle of all, not some disease. All disease requires a low redox state. High, uh, low electron density, acidosis, free radicals, and stealth pathogens, and bioaccumulation of toxins. Amazing, isn't it? These are principles that doctors don't know. And I'm going to teach them. I've been around long enough as a biochemist to realize that the medical profession are completely ignorant of these basic principles, which you can validate. And the new imaging studies, like positive tomography scans, can show you or spec blood flow scans and other tests to look to see the metabolism of the brain cells and the tissues. But people aren't aware that when you look at someone with attention deficit disorder or dementia, dementia is the number one cause of death in Britain. It's mitochondrial dysfunction of the brain cells. It's type 3 diabetes, where their astrocytes no longer metabolize sugar, so if you don't give medium-chain triglycerides or C8 or C12 carbon amino fatty acids so their brain will actually generate an actual potential, they become demented. They have upregulation of peroxynitrate, nitroperoxy radical, etc., because they don't have enough mitochondrial function in their astrocytes and their glial cells, so they generate free radicals. So, dementia is type 3 diabetes. It's diabetes of the brain cells and the glial cells, the supporting structure cells. And if you ask the average doctor if they know that, they're completely ignorant. But I can prove it with imaging studies and organic acids and metabolites. So, it's not open to anybody's damned opinion. I can be right because I have science, and 10,000 doctors can be wrong. And I am right. I'm going to be teaching a lot of this stuff in my academy lecture, but I'm preparing a review lecture for the Academy of Environmental Medicine on the danger of radiotoxins. If you're not taking Neutrodyne, your mitochondria are dying. In North America, we're in the tailpipe of Fukushima Daiichi. Everybody, including babies, mothers, and grandfathers, if you're within 100 miles or less of a nuclear reactor releasing tritium, which is a DNA intercalator, uh, radiotoxins like thorium, strontium, and radioiodine, your mitochondria are failing. And the three markers, if you want to measure markers, are small for dates babies, dementia, and congestive heart failure. And if you look at the radiation, the, the zones around a, a reactor that's leaking these things, you'll see increased ratios the closer you get to the nuclear reactors releasing, like uh, the uh, Three Mile Island reactor or Indian Point, say near New York City. 
The closer you are, the more demented, the smaller the babies are. Isn't that wild? So it actually affects your offspring? It affects everything. And in fact, what we're seeing is what I call a reproductive apocalypse. We are seeing feminization because of fluoride and chloride. These are feminizing because they lock onto the estrogenic receptor hundreds of times more avidly than estrogen. So one of the things about Neutrodine is it actually defeminizes males. Males are being feminized. Part of the reason why there's a tranny surge, they're being trannied by fluoride and chloride. They lock onto their estrogenic receptor and turn boys into goys. What do you think of that? Boys into goys. Pretty good, hey? Oh, man. Yeah. Well, they're not really a guy anymore. They're a goy. They're sort of part girl and part boy. So I've called them a goy. What do you think of that? It seems like it's it. <laughs> you can see I've got material if I went to L.A. and did a stand-up comedy routine. People would say, Ben, you're creative. I said, no, I'm just reporting reality. It's ugly. It's nasty. It's funny as hell. And it's also terminal. What do you think of that? Yeah, crazy stuff, eh? Believe it or not, Dr. Deagle's not crazy. I'm just smart. Scary smart. Back in a moment with Jonathan Gray. Thank you. Tony, stay right there. We'll get you. Make sure you rebook for next time. King Supplements. Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's Life Support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life Support is the best complete nutritious meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great-tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family.